Tell me who had believed, had believed our report, and to whom is it revealed, the mighty arm of the Lord. Hello, I'm Kathy Davidson. I'd like you to join me and the ministers of music from Water of Life Church here in Plano, Texas, as we minister to you the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus, which is the power of God. One day, Smith Wigglesworth saw a man coming to his house and noticed that he had a very difficult time in getting up the steps to his front door. But he managed to pull himself up some way or another by the railing. And when he had taken a seat in the house, he said, If my people only knew that I was coming to your house, they would have never let me come. He said, Because you see, you have the worst name than any man I've ever heard of. Mr. Wigglesworth replied, Well, if that's your opinion of me, you better clear out of my house, for I do not want anyone here that does not believe in me. And oh, the man said, I believe in you. Please do not put me out. If you knew my terrible condition, you would not send me away. Put your hand on my leg, will you? Smith did just that and found that it was stiff, just like a board, not like a leg. And Smith Wigglesworth said, it feels strange. What is the trouble? The man said, it is a cancer. All the leg from the top to the bottom is full of cancer. Oh, you will not send me away, will you? Mr. Wigglesworth replied, no, I will not send you away. I will go and see what God says about this situation. And as Smith waited before the Lord, these words came to him by the Spirit. Go, tell that man to fast seven days and seven nights, and his flesh shall become like a little child's. Smith told him what the Lord had given him for the man. And the man replied, I believe all that God has said to you, and I will go home and do all that God has told me to do. For, <coughs> excuse me. I know you don't like that, devil. Four days later, Smith Wigglesworth was looking through the window, and there was the man again. But instead of having to take hold of the railing and pull himself up like a sick man, he jumped up those steps and came running around the house like a little boy, crying out, I am perfectly healed. Smith asked him, what are you going to do now? The man said, I'm going back home to fast a further three days and three nights, but I thought I would let you know what God has already wrought. Now, Jehoshaphat in 2 Chronicles 20, 20 states, and it is written, Believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Amen. Believe his prophets, so shall you prosper. I have a song for us here, done by Terry and the Browns, Looking for a City. Let God minister to you. Here among the shadows, Living in a lonely land, with strangers, we're a band of pilgrims on the moon, with dangers, burning down with sorrows, and we're shunned on every hand, but we are looking for a city built above. Oh yes, we're looking
are going here and there. We're simply trusting in the blessed Savior's love. And mercy, though we may be strangers living in this world of care, we're always looking for a city built above. Oh, yes, we're looking. invite you to join Doyle Davidson and I in Joplin, Missouri on April 11th at the Holiday Inn. We'll be there from noon till two o'clock ministering the power of God, casting out devils and healing the sick. I also want to invite you to join me here in Plano, Texas every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. at 18th and Avenue P where I and Doyle Davidson will be ministering the gospel along with the musicians from Water of Life. Now, before we pray, I want to read you a scripture. 1 Timothy 2.1. This is Paul speaking. I exhort therefore that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. This is a commandment from God given to us through the Apostle Paul. And I'm going to do just that. Father, I pray supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks for all men, for kings and all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. Father, let the power of my Lord be great. Let the power of my Lord be great. And grant your people repentance. Father, open our eyes that we can see. Open our hearts like you did for Lydia, that we can attend unto the things which are spoken. Turn us from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto God. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to begin by telling you a story. Back in all oh, about six, seven years ago, I found myself in a very precarious situation. I found myself in a place where my heart was torn and rocked, and I found I had no place to stand. Everything that I had trusted in disappeared. 
Every person that I trusted in disappeared. I had moved to Plano, and it came to about that at that time, that looked like it was a mistake. And I had no place to go. I had no one to go to. And like I said, I was rocked. I was shook to my very core, and I wasn't even sure that I was not on my way to hell. I did not know what to do. Now, if you are in that kind of a situation right now, I thank God that you can hear what I'm saying because those were awful days. Those were very scary days. When you are not sure where you're going to spend eternity, it is not fun. It is fearful. And the only thing I knew to do was to walk and to pray. And you know, I didn't even like to pray very loud because I frankly wasn't sure if God wasn't mad at me. I did not know what to do. So even in my prayers, I was very quiet. But I knew that I, had, I couldn't stop. I knew that I couldn't run. And I knew I had to stand there and wait and wait for God to do something because I didn't have any place else to go. I want to tell you right now, that is a wonderful place to be. When there is nobody else and there is nothing you can rely on, nothing, and there is no man you can look to, and the only place you have any hope at all is God, that is a good place to be. I didn't know that at the time, but I do now. As I was walking one day and just considering the situation and what to do, a song came up in my heart that I had not sung in over 40 years. And the only part of that song that came up was the first verse. And it goes something like this. It says, Great is thy faithfulness, O God my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not. Thy compassions, they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever will be. And I started to sing that song, just the first verse, not the chorus, not anything else, just that first verse, over and over. And at one point, I saw that second line. It says, there is no shadow of turning in thee. And I said, where is that? Is that even in the Bible, where is it? I want you to go to James 1. It is in there. And I'm going to read verse 17. It says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, no variableness, and no shadow of turning. No shadow of turning of turning. Do you hear that? Everything else I had trusted in changed. Everything that I had put my hope in, trusted in, and loved shifted. There was a surprise in every corner. But this word says that in the Father, in the Father of lights, in our Heavenly Father, there is no shadow of turning. He won't turn. He won't change. He won't move when you don't expect it. 
He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Oh, I heard that verse my whole life. But it was the words, no shadow of turning that I could hang on to. That was a rope. That was the one rope I had was he was no shadow of turning. You know, my daughter has a great way to describe this. She, she calls it when, when you are trusting in something or trusting in someone and they change on you. They turn on you. And she says, it's like, psych. It's like, guess what? Surprise. And that's what I felt like. And I felt like God was going to do the same thing. That I was going to put my trust in God and one day he was going to turn around and say, oh, surprise, Kathy. No, it's not that way. He doesn't do that. There is no shadow of turning in God. No shadow. No turning. No variableness. So that was the one thing I could hang on to. That rope. And I didn't let go. And then I want you to show you the next thing he led me to. The song. Thou changest not thy compassions, they fail not. Let's turn to Lamentations 3. You know, this is one of the hardest chapters in the whole Bible, I think. But it became my own. And now I love it. It says, I'm going to read from verse, I'm just going to start in verse 18, but the whole chapter deals with Jeremiah being dealt with by God. And he says in verse 18, and I said, my strength and my hope is perished from the Lord. That's what I felt like. He said, remembering my affliction and my misery, the wormwood and the gall. I want you to remember at this point, I wasn't even sure if I wasn't on my way to hell. God was dealing with me. And frankly, I didn't know the outcome. And I was afraid. God was dealing with me. And I didn't know the outcome. So I had one rope. There is no shadow of turning. Now, let's go on. Remembering my affliction and my misery, the wormwood and the gall. My soul hath them still in remembrance, and it humbled in me. And this I recall to my mind, therefore I have hope. Verse 22. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. His mercies are, they are new every morning. Oh, his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Do you know I would go downstairs every morning and I would look out the kitchen door and I would say, it's morning. Your compassions fail not. Your mercies are renewed. If you used, Father, every mercy on me yesterday that you had, they are renewed again this morning. They are renewed. I have them again. I hung on to these words. I hung on to there's no shadow of turning in the Father. He wasn't going to drop me as a surprise. I could hang on to those words. And now I want to show you the next place. Remember, his compassions fail not. I started reminding him of these words. Father, your compassions fail not. Show them here. Show them to me. Now, let's go to 1 John 2, 1 and 2. So what did the Father do? I had only one person to look to, and that was the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. 
So what did he do? He led me to these verses. John, 1 John chapter 2, verse 1. My little children, these things I write unto you that you sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. Advocate, appeasement. He's the one that satisfied God concerning our sin. Two, and he is the propitiation of our sins. My appeasement. Now look at this next sentence. And not of ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. Not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. I didn't know about God and me. I didn't know what God thought about me, but I knew I was part of the whole world. I knew I was part of the whole world, so it had to be my sins too that were appeased. It had to be. I didn't have to. I, I, could, I stood in front of God and said, I don't know what you think about me. I don't know what you're going to do with me, but I know one thing. I am part of the world. And it says here that Jesus appeased the sins of the whole world, and that has to include me. It has to include me. You know it did? You know it did. You know what the Father did? He walked me back to the gospel. That's what he did. I trusted in him. There was no place else to go. I hung on to the words, there is no shadow of turning. And you know what? He didn't turn on me. He didn't turn on me. What did he do? He led me to Jesus. He led me right back to his son, Jesus, the one that died in my place, the one that was buried for me, the one that went to hell for me, the one that appeased the Father, and God raised him from the dead. And when he raised Jesus from the dead, my sins were forgiven. They were forgiven. It says he was the appeasement of the whole world. That was me. That's what I came out of. You know what? I came out of that situation. I came out and I came through. And I have a trust in the Father that I never had before. I have a faith in that gospel that I never had before. If you are in that situation where there is nobody else, then you get a hold of that gospel. You get a hold of the Father who doesn't change. He will never change on you. And that Father, your heavenly Father, will lead you to the gospel. And you will come out just like I did. I have a great song here. It's a song I love. It's done by the My Girls. It is well with my soul. Let it minister to you while it plays.
desperate situation, and I mean desperate. Are you in a desperate situation? I want to read to you about another man that was in a desperate situation. In Matthew 27, Jesus was put on the cross. And when he was about three hours into it, the sky darkened. And the Father turned his back on him because Jesus had your sin and my sin on him. And he said, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Father turned his back on Jesus because of you and I sin. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Now I want you to look in Luke 23, verse 46. Jesus is getting ready to die. He is paying for your sin and my sin, our sickness, our disease, our poverty, our peace. Everything against us, between us and God, was laid on his body. And he has it in his soul. He has you and my sin. He became our sin. The Father has rejected him, turned his back. But look and see what Jesus did here. I want you to look and see what Jesus did here. Hear me. Jesus, when Jesus had cried with a loud voice, he said, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. Into thy hands I commend my spirit. That word commend means to entrust. Father, I am going to entrust you with my spirit. He trusted the Father, that the Father was going to get him out of hell. He trusted the Father. You know why? Because he knew that great is the faithfulness of the Father, and the Father has no shadow of turning. A man full of the sin of the whole world commended his body to the Father, his spirit to the Father. And you know what the Father did? Do you know what the Father did? He raised him from the dead. He came and he got him out of hell. The Father that Jesus trusted in came and got him out of hell. You know, he did that for Jesus. And because he did that for Jesus, he assured us that he will do the same thing for us. Romans 10, 13 says, those that call on the name of the Lord shall, shall be delivered, shall be delivered. Call on the name of the Lord. Call on that name. Go to him. Entrust yourself to him. Commend yourself to him. Give yourself to the God that never changes. And he will bring you out of your situation. He will bring you out of your trouble. And he will set you on high. Till next time, God bless. Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the musicians from Water of Life Church. She'd love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at Kathy, K-A-T-H-I-E, at KathyDavidsonWOL.com. That's W-O-L for Water of Life. Or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, Care of Water of Life Church, P.O. Box 861327, Plano, Texas, 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.kathydavidsonwl.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.